0: Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner.
1: And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson.
0: Brian, what a show. I think we have something tonight that a lot of people probably need to hear. It's, uh, it's a scary thing, and Brian, I know you know someone that's probably lost a loved one to this um, ugly thing, I'll call it. Um, and, you know, this is the month of breast cancer awareness. This is the month for breast cancer awareness. And, Brian what do you say or what do you, you know, when you see all this pink around all over the place? You know, I, I play golf and I see the balls. They have the balls with the pink driven um, on it. And it is a really, really big Thing. I, I, I think it's a, a you know it's something that's really really serious. But I think a lot of people are afraid to get checked. I've, I've heard women say that. Have you ever heard that before?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know there are a lot of people who are afraid to get checked. You know, and a lot of people who are afraid, you know, to even know what they have. You know, I'm, you know, and when you say, you know, do I know people? who have uh, lost their lives to it. Yes, I do. I also know people who are survivors. My mother is a survivor
0: mm.
1: of breast All cancer, right. you know. And I just it's ironic because I talked to her um a couple of days ago and she was talking about how she wanted to become an advocate mm-hmm. for breast cancer because you know, one of the things that people don't realize is breast cancer in African American women, you know, it takes them out mm-hmm. way, you know, I mean it's just Uh, I think the statistics are much higher Mm -hmm. than in other races. And part of the fact is because they don't go out and get tested, they don't do the self-breast exams, you know, they don't get the information about it. And some of them tend to not eat as healthy as others,
0: Mm, you know, especially
1: those in the lower socioeconomic, you know, communities and statuses and so forth. And so we have a huge problem, you know, in our communities as well as in our, in our nation with okay. breast cancer,
0: mm-hmm. and you're right. You, you said something about the the way that um, the, the diets and the things that we eat. And another thing too, Brian is I, I don't know if this would have anything to do with it, but I I, I would think that we need we need to really um, be a little bit more health conscious. We need to walk. We need to run. We need to. They fit, you know, a lot of times when you're busy and, you know, you come home and you're tired and you can tell when a person has put on a little bit of weight and uh, it's, it's just the eating habits. I would think that you would want, the older you get, the more you'll be a little bit more conscious about what you're eating because when you were 20, you could eat different things. When you become 40 and 50, you can't eat the same things and expect your body to accept it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and and that's what men and women, and, and blind men have breast cancer too.
1: That's right. Each year there's about 1,700 men in this country that learn they have breast cancer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: those stats are coming from the National Cancer Institute, and it's part of the U.S. National Institutes of Health. You can go to their website. It, it's www.cancer.gov to get more information about it. But, you know, tonight we want to talk about... Uh, you know the survivors, the people who are survived these things. you know, I recall there was a lady uh, who was a centenarian, and she had survived three bouts of cancer. You know she's well over a hundred years old, and she survived three bouts of cancer. You know so there are people who can survive from this, but the first thing that they need to know is they need to have early detection. You know, I was going to try to get my mom to come on the show, but I know she's kind of shy. Even though she wants to become an advocate, she doesn't really like to get in front of talk and talk in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a lot of courage for her to actually get up and discuss it. Mm -hmm. And so because I wasn't able to reach her in time, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her story.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, my mom uh, found out she had breast cancer. My, I believe it was, in 1999 and I want to say it was, no, it was 1998 I'm sorry and when she found out it, she found out early enough to where they can remove it and she didn't you know, have any real heavy complications she didn't have to do a whole lot of chemotherapy, she didn't lose her hair you know, she found it early enough but prior to that she had not been getting any of her breast exams? She weren't. She wasn't getting the mammographies or anything. She wasn't doing any of that. You know, that wasn't something that was important in, I guess, in her mindset to do. And uh, she was actually on a routine, you know, checkup, physical, and so forth. And that's when they detected it. You know, and after she had it done for ten years, she didn't go back to get checked. Mm -hmm. And she had a a scare this year where she, you know, where they said they saw something, but then when they went back and did a deeper look, there was nothing there, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's what really made her really think about the fact that she needed to be an advocate and she needed to tell other women that they, you know, how important it is to be checked. Yeah. You know, because the the, the part about it that was the most compelling, because she was telling me this story, she was saying, you know, I didn't even think about it. I was, you know, I, it was it was gone from my mind. And she said, I wouldn't even say the words breast cancer. You know, I remember when she talked about it, she said, you know, that that thing, that BC thing. Mm-hmm. That was her way of not really, that was her way of not claiming it. You know, that was her way of not embracing the fact that she went through that, mm-hmm. you know. And I was telling her, I said, you know, the one thing about it is you went through it. You didn't stay in that state, you went through, you know, and I said instead of trying to deny what happened, embrace the fact that you got through it, you know, and then that way when people when you go out and you can talk to other people about it, you're not at you're not at a uh at a disadvantage to the point where you're saying, well, I'm not really claiming it, but you know I was there, but I'm not really claiming it. No, you can say I claimed it, but i overcame it. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: How much of it is the way a person thinks? How much of it, when I, when I say the way a person thinks, what I mean is uh, there are a lot of people out there that have survived this um, this particular thing. They, they've survived it. They've beat it. It's gone. But then you have people that I say they're just weak to something like that. Just to hear the C word is something that will just knock you off your feet. And, you know, you go to the doctor and you, you you don't have a clue, you don't know, and you're getting a regular checkup or whatever, and they tell you that. Now, you have plans after you leave the doctor's office or whatever. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. It's planned out. Everything changes when the doctor speaks those words. So for someone like you and I uh, that don't have that, you know, to hear a doctor tell someone that. It's just, I mean, it's crushing to them. And, and and what I was saying about the way they think, I mean, I would love to talk with someone that was told that they had it. You know, so you can get, you'll you you'd never have an idea of what it was like, but to hear them explain their story, to say, when he told me that this is what happened to me, this is what I thought. And the reason I want that to happen, Brian, is because there are a lot of people out there listening and they've probably, you know, just received those different types of diagnosis or whatever, and they may have this thing in their family where it's just being passed down, and, uh, you know, they need to know what to do if the doctors speak those words and how to deal with it. What Would you think that that would probably be um, a good way of, of, of helping someone mentally deal with what, you know, they're going to be faced with?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the biggest part of it is that, people need to talk about this. It's not something that they need to stay silent on and just oh well, you know, that's something that just happened and it's not a big deal anymore. No, they need to become more vocal about issues like this so that more people will be you know, will get involved and will be advocates, will be voices for those that you know, are afraid to hear to be heard.
0: Right.
1: You know, cuz I think that's the, the 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 biggest part about it is that so many people stay silent on the issue of breast cancer. You know, you hear about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and then the next month you don't hear anything about it. And the biggest, you know, the most the most time that they spend on it is in the month of October. You know, but what about December, January? You know, what about the rest of the months of the year? You know, this is something that doesn't need to just be talked about one month out of the year, you know, as if it's like President's Day or something like that. This is an this is an issue that's you know that's global. It's not just something that's a U.S. thing, you know. It's not just something that's a a local thing or a community wide or even a, a a nationwide thing. This is an international, worldwide issue because and in even with men, I think you know, Greg. The the one thing that most people haven't discussed is the prevalence of it in men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you when you think about it. How many men are actually going to go and check to see if they have a lump in their breast? You know, that doesn't even sound like a manly thing to do. So most men will never do that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, most men will never think that, oh, while I'm in the shower, I need to check my breast. You know what I
0: mean?
1: Mm -hmm. That doesn't doesn't even compute with most men. And so they're never going to do it. They're never going to get checked to see if how healthy their breast tissue is. That doesn't sound like a, something that a man's gonna do. Right. You know?
0: And Brian, I've been listening to the this year's election, the candidates, I've been listening to them talk, and I may need you to correct me, but that was this wasn't something that I heard them discuss. Now if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I, I haven't heard them say anything about more research as far as um, ways to fight this um, ugly thing. Am I wrong? Did you Have you heard anything?
1: You know, I haven't, and I've been following them, but I
0: haven't been following
1: them that extensively to hear them really discuss that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that overall they know that these are things that, you know, have to be discussed. Right. You know, and, and I'm not trying to put words in any anybody's mouth on that, but I think when you talk about the issue of health care, that's, that's part of health care, you know. And so the plans that each one of the candidates have is they regard to health care, I'm sure they address that in, their, in the particular issues that they talk about. Right. You know, I, didn't, I haven't heard them directly talk about breast cancer in general, you know, but I have heard them talk about, you know, the issues of health care and how important it is for, health, for people to have health care.
0: Now, let me ask you this. With Now, we did hear them uh, say something about special needs children, a child with special needs. Do you think that they said that just because of Sarah Palin's situation? Because I would think if uh, a candidate wife or, or somebody in their family was dealing with breast cancer, would you think that that would be a, a, an issue of, for something that for them to bring out and say this is something that we need to deal with? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what type of cancer it is, but th- I think it was John Edwards' wife.
1: Yes, she had she's breast cancer. She had actually two bouts with it, and she's dealing with the second bout now. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you're absolutely right, and I also believe it was Barack Obama, Obama's mother that died of cancer. I'm not sure exactly which one it was.
0: Right, she but, did.
1: You know, but the reality behind it is that cancer is cancer is cancer, and I know we're talking about breast cancer today, but you also have other forms of cancer that take us out. But the most prevalent form of cancer in women is breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is why, you know, it's so important for our women to make sure that they're checking themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny because I know people that listen to this show are going to say, oh, yeah, sure, two guys on the show talking about women checking their breasts. Great, that sounds like a real great show, you know, but... Mm-hmm on a serious tip we should be the ones that are talking about it because we're the caretakers of our women you know we want to make sure that our women stay healthy we want to make sure that our women are not stricken with these diseases and so we should be you know good enough stewards to be able to boldly speak these type of things to go out and not be you know embarrassed or afraid or whatever to talk about you know hey women make sure you that you uh maintain good, healthy breasts, mm-hmm. you know and, I, and the, I, you know and and so you know I'm not afraid to talk about it, you know, and I know you aren't afraid to talk about it, I mean that's why we're doing this show right, right the whole show is is really designed about us talking about issues that people need to know about right and so this one is definitely an issue, you know, but getting back to um I want to talk a little bit more about breast cancer in men. I remember watching on the news uh, a couple weeks ago where there was a man who had gone in for a checkup and during his physical, they found a lump in his breast. Mm -hmm. And they came back and they did tests and they told him he had breast cancer. He was shocked. You know, he was in his mid-50s and he was completely thrown. He was like, are you kidding me? I have breast cancer? And so they told him because he was a male with breast cancer, then it was five to ten times more likely that his offspring could also have cancer or they they were more susceptible to having breast cancer. So his 21-year-old daughter came in, got checked, and sure enough, she had breast cancer as well. And they caught it in an early enough stage with both of them that they were both treatable. Mm -hmm. But now can you imagine that? Had he not gone in for a a normal physical and checkup, he could have, you know, quite frankly, died of breast cancer. And his daughter, who had not gone, who had never thought about getting checked, because most of the time they tell you don't worry about it until you're like 40 or 50, you know, she would have probably died from breast cancer as well. But because of that, they were both survivors. But the most compelling thing about it is his daughter talked about the importance of people having help groups for men because she said as she dealt with it and went through the whole ordeal she had help groups and they constantly kept in touch with her they constantly you know took care of her and, and looked after her but she said there was no one there to comfort her father there was no help group for men with breast cancer there was nobody that was there to console him or tell him about how they got through it as a man you know I mean, can you imagine going up and telling your friend, "Hey, man, I got breast cancer."
0: Yeah, yeah. you know. And Brian, I want to put this out to this website: is cancercare. dot org. C mm-hmm. a n c e r c a r e. dot org. It, it's a site where you can get help, and it's so important. Uh, and I'm glad that you said that people need to get help. There are groups out there. There are different forms, message boards people that really care, they've been there, just reach out to them because it is a devastating thing to have to deal with this uh, all alone, and you don't have to. I think uh, when a person is diagnosed with this, I think they need to get just as uh, aggressive as this ugly thing that they're dealing with and get help and open up, And, and, Brian, again, You know, people may say, well, it's easy for you guys to say that because, you know, you're not dealing with that right now. But Mm -hmm. I, I still say that people need to open up. There's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of things that you don't know that you can find out that somebody can tell you, okay, this is what you have to go through, this is this, this is this, and they just lay it out for you. There are a lot of people out there fighting for this, and there's a lot of help. We just need to know where to go to get this help, and this is one of the many sites that's out there. You can get counseling, you can get, uh, you can educate yourself on this, and you can find out all the different types of uh, things or whatever it is that you're going through, the mental side of it, or what to what to expect. It's just a, a beautiful thing that people are out there uh, volunteering their time to help each other. This is like you said, this is something that. Uh, does not discriminate it doesn 't care it doesn't care it's right. something that strikes when it strikes it strikes, and you have to be prepared to try to uh do the best that you can to live because we don 't want anyone to just give up and not fight this thing back
1: right absolutely you know and that's that 's something that you see far too many people do they give up you know they they don 't they don't have the strength in them to fight, at least that's what they believe
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they don't have the strength in them to fight you know when i when I think about the people that I know that have you know lost the battle and there's not and I, and I don't know a whole lot of them, but the ones that I do know that have lost the battle, it's not that they gave up the fight, it's just that they didn't have any more strength
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know they most of them have got had gotten it, well, not necessarily gotten it, but they found it at a stage where, you know, they didn't really have a fighting chance, but they fought, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When somebody tells you that your odds are, you know, slim to none or less than slim to none, you know, sometimes you may even just lose the will to fight, mm-hmm. you know. But for these few individuals, that I do that I do know that went through it, you know. They they didn't want to fight anymore. They got tired of fighting. It was they felt like they would be more at peace than anything else, you know. Instead of trying to fight that battle, you know that they were losing that they didn't they weren't given any odds for, mm-hmm. you know. But the, the 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 thing that was just great about their whole situation and I know you probably say great about dying of breast cancer the thing that was great about their situation was that even though they wanted to give up they didn't they fought to the bitter end Mm -hmm. you know and I mean the, the ugly part about this disease is that you know people who are fighting this disease they may lose their hair they may lose their looks their self-esteem when you think about uh the actress Christina Applegate she just had a double mastectomy Mm. you know and here she is in the prime of her life beautiful 30-ish you know year old woman prime of her life new tv show and everything and then she has to deal with a double mastectomy
0: Mm.
1: you know and so you never really know what these people are going through but at the same time What they've gone through has been such a traumatic experience that once they go through it, you know, they can go through anything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I'm I'm reminded again of the lady who was a centenarian. She went through three different bouts of breast cancer. (laughs) Can you imagine that, having to go through it three times? Wow. You know, I Uh, couldn't even imagine going through it once.
0: I've seen cancer just run through families. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen it just. It's a very uh, aggressive type of thing, but you can beat it. It can be beat. It can be beat. It's going to do what it's going to do, but you know we just need to do what we need to do to help fight it. And I, and I believe the more people that are out there helping and contributing, at least if you can't do anything else, if you don't have the funds to help some, you know, give to an organization or whatever, spend your time. You can go on the Internet and and read, go to the the website, the Cancer Society's website or the Breast Cancer Awareness site, and and educate yourself and, you know, reach out to other people or tell the the kids, the girls, little girls that are growing up, you need to get checked, or have your parents, you know, did your mother get checked? And I think that there needs to be tables and materials out there um, to help. Because, Brian, if you go in any store, a lot of stores, you know, it's funny that they can have lottery stands, but they don't have anything for cancer. They, you know, more lottery tickets than, than I mean that type of information than anything else. Then you can have information to help a woman or help someone that's dealing with breast cancer.
1: You know, Greg, the, the thing that 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 comes to mind is that for most people, that doesn't make them any money, and so if it's not going to make them any money, it doesn't make them any sense. It doesn't make any sense for them to even care about it. You know, and most of them don't care until it affects them.
0: But when, it, when, as as people, as as human beings, when do you say I can give something to help someone? Because if you're living and you keep breathing, somebody's gonna help you. I don't care if some if it's just somebody changing your tire. We all need one another. We need each other. There's no getting around that. That's why we were created to help one another. Mm-hmm. We need to say, okay, there's so much. There's only so much time in a day. Yeah. You can help someone. You you can do something to help someone. I don't care what color they are. That shouldn't even have any. Uh, just I mean, it, 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 that's 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 not even something that we should even think about. Anybody can go to the hospital to help someone. Well, I don't know this person. That's okay. You don't have to know them. There's something that you can do. And in any churches, Brian, I, I guarantee you they have the sick and shutters, the people that are in the hospital and nursing homes. If, if you could just spend five minutes to say something positive, to go in and, you know, to speak to someone that's, that's going through. Because, you know, if if you've never been in that position where you're fighting for your life, You just don't know. And it's a scary thing, Brian, to see a child fighting cancer. And I'm not talking breast cancer. I'm just saying cancer. And you go in the hospital and you really don't see anybody in there. You may just see a family member or something. And I I just feel that we can go in that day to these families. What can I do to help? What, What can I do to help? I think the hospital should be flooded, just like you see the lines now. Uh, all around the places to vote, I think that hospitals or or centers or wherever, people should be lined up outside to get in to help. I just just feel that strong about it. And we we waste so much of our time just doing nothing sometimes. Oh, the weekend is here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You can give ten minutes. Sometimes, that's all, sometimes that's, all, that's all it takes.
1: That's all it takes.
0: Is to let somebody know that, that you care. Letting them know that they're loved, even though you don't know them, you can still love each other without knowing each other. But to see someone suffering and, and going through, I just really believe as a country, and in any country, there's something that you can do that's positive to help lift that person's spirit.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. You know, Greg, I want to go through some of the statistics Okay. Uh, uh, regarding breast cancer. Now, I talked about breast cancer in men. It says each year about 1,700 men in the, in the United States learn that they have breast cancer. Right. There are also, they say that each year more than 211,000 American women learn that they have this disease. Wow. You know, I don't even know if I could go through any more of those numbers. I mean, just this the simple fact that whew, that's a lot of people. Mm. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, even with some of the risk factors, you know, and people talk about this, but don't 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 use these risk factors as being your absolute guide to not worrying about it or worrying about it because it can happen to anybody. But for the most part, they say age. It says the chance of getting breast cancer goes up as a woman gets older. And we're talking about women and breast cancer, but this is also something that has, you know, a significant impact on men as well. But most of the numbers they have are for women because mm-hmm. women get breast cancer more often than men. So it says... uh most cases of breast cancer occur in women over 60. So this disease is not common before menopause, but you do remember that there are some people that are younger ages that do develop breast cancer. It said a woman who has had breast cancer in one breast has an increased risk of getting cancer in her other breast. Also, family history says a woman's risk of breast cancer is higher if her mother, sister, or daughter has had breast cancer. It says the risk is higher if her family member got breast cancer before age 40 and having other relatives in either her mother's and father's family may also increase a woman's risk. All right, And it says uh, certain breast changes, you know, certain types of abnormal cells or, you know, uh, certain changes in the shape and design of your breast can also be risk factors. You know, so there also your reproductive and reproductive and menstrual history. It says an older woman is when she has her first child, a greater the chance of breast cancer. It says also women who had their first menstrual period before age 12 are at an increased risk of breast cancer. Women who went through menopause after age 55 are at an increased risk of breast cancer. So women who have never had any children are at an increased risk of breast cancer. And women who also take hormone therapy are at an increased risk
0: of breast cancer. Brian, let me give this out. Uh, There's there's a support center. It's called Your Shoes. It's one word, Your Shoes, while you are S-H-O-E-S. It's a 24/7 breast cancer center. It's a support center. Is what it is, and the phone number is one eight hundred two two one two one four one. Again, that's eight hundred two two one two one four one. And we were just talking about people getting support and talking with people that have gone through this and dealt with it, and also, Brian, at this particular place, they have what they have are. are Interpreters, and they are available that can they speak. You know they have they deal with over 150 different languages. So you every, everything is there. All you need to do is is get the courage to call in, to speak with someone. And Brian, this is this is the, the beautiful thing about it. It's available 24 hours a day, and it offers the only hotline in the United States staffed by trained peer counselors who are breast cancer survivors. Mm. These are survivors. These are people that know. They've been right. there. They, they've, they've been through it. Through the, yes, yes. They can help you uh, all the way through this thing. And what it is, Brian, it's a convenient, anonymous resource for breast cancer and breast health information. Support is provided to anyone touched by or concerned about this disease. Callers can be matched with a survivor Patient and/or supporter who have had a similar experience with breast cancer. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Again, Brian, that number is eight hundred two two one two one four one. And if you speak Spanish, there are two different numbers: is eight hundred nine eight six nine five zero five. But if you call the other number, I'm sure they'll they'll patch you over to uh, get someone. And, Brian, this is available 24 hours a day, every day. They don't take any days off. And this is so wonderful. We just need to get this information out. Uh, Brian, if you can, would you place that in the uh, chat room?
1: Yes, will you get that number one more time? I was trying to get it, but you went so fast. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: It's it's 800-221-2141
1: one. all right.
0: And these are survivors, and uh, this is the only hotline in the United States that's staffed by trained peer counselors who are breast cancer survivors.
1: Mm.
0: You can't get any better than that.
1: No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: no. no, this is powerful. This is a beautiful thing, uh, and people really need to, you know, if you're listening, take this information down and give it to someone that's struggling with this. Because Brian, it is a struggle. I've I've seen people uh, that are dealing with this this thing, and it's like their entire lives are just shot. It, it's like they don't they don't they, they say this is the end. Uh, I I think what happens is their knowledge on this thing has stopped, so that's when they give up. And I believe that's with anything that we do. Once our knowledge stops, we stop. And and that shouldn't be the case. When our knowledge stops, we need to educate ourselves a little bit more, find out more about it. And, Brian, I just just wish people would call this number. I'm going to give it one more time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may be tired of me giving it out, people, but you need to pass this information along. Don't keep it to yourself. It's 800-221-2141.
1: And yeah, that number again is one eight hundred two two one two one four one. 221 2141 And I see we have some people in the chat room. I want to say hi I see you all in the chat room. I see TZ Ministries and also Benny Randall from the Benny Randall Show. Welcome, guys. How y'all doing? You know, I think it's also important that we talk about, and I want to give some correct information. Earlier I said that African-American women have a higher rate of, Breast cancer. That's they have a higher rate of cancer overall.
0: Yes.
1: They're actually more cancer is diagnosed more often in white women than in Latina, Asian, or African American women. But the most compelling part about that is that in African American women, by the time they're diagnosed, they're already past you know the treatable stages for the most part. Usually, if they catch it in stage one, stage two, then you have a much better chance at survival, you know, and part of that is because you know, sad to say, more often than not african American women don't get the necessary checkups that they need
0: and and Brian, if you're willing, I think what we could do on our end here, we could probably try to put on some type of seminar, we can contact the people at the uh uh, American Cancer Society, or uh, that can come out and, and and speak to people, and and this is so important, Brian, that, that we do this. Not everything that we do should we have our hands out for money. You can touch people uh, with with just arming them with information, even if you uh, contact the community. Uh, center and you you hold a seminar for you know for the women to come in and Brian th- this is something that we really need to do and I'm serious uh, if if we do something like this we're not looking for money when you right. touch someone that's struggling and they're hurting and they need help and you bring someone in that can say I understand what you're going through I've been there we're gonna fight this together Brian there's no amount of money that can replace the feeling of knowing that somebody is going through something that they don't have to go through it by themselves. Volunteering is something that's so important and that's so needed because we live in a world that everybody is trying to get the upper hand. Everybody is trying to get more and more and more and more. A lot of times what happens is when you focus on that only thing that that right there, you're missing something. You're missing the window of opportunity to help someone else. And we get selfish. I call it selfish because we're trying to get the bigger car, the bigger house, the bigger this, the bigger that, when we can help somebody else that's struggling, that that a lot of people just don't even think about because they're just so caught up in working hard and trying to make this thing happen and do this and do that. I heard uh, a great speaker say, the best way for you to get what you want is to help someone else get what they want. And that was Zig Ziglar. He said that. And that's so true. We all need to serve. We need to serve. Minister, serve means the same thing. That's what we need to do. We all are here to help one another. And, Brian, what better way than for us to have someone that can just arm these people with this information. And Mm -hmm. I don't care if you just had two people to show up. If one is touched, you've done your job.
1: Absolutely. It says each one, teach one. So if you get one person that can go and teach one person that can go and teach one person, pretty soon you have a group of armed, you know, soldiers. And, you know, I I know people get a little touchy when you talk about soldiers and patriotic and all that stuff. But what I consider a soldier is completely different from what they consider soldiers. What I believe is when you have a soldier for justice, it's just like you're going out there to effect justice on people, not in a forceful way, but in a humble way. So when I talk about soldiers, I mean somebody who has true humility that's willing to live for the cause versus die for the cause.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and so we, we we don't want people to go out and die for the cause because so many people, far too many people have died, you know, behind breast cancer. So we want people to live for the cause. We want people to go out and talk to other people. We want our older women to talk to our younger women about breast health. We want our men to remind our women about breast health. We want our men to make sure that they check themselves and that they're getting their regularly, you know, scheduled checkups, you know, that they're taking care of themselves because this thing is serious. Oh, yeah. You know, if we have one one person die from it, it's far too many because – for the most part it's a treatable disease.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and we know that because we have so many people that we can talk about being survivors of this. You know, so if we have survivors, that means you don't have to die from it.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, that's just simple and plain. If you can survive it, <laughs> that means somebody else can too.
0: Well, we take our cars and to get uh, service more than we take ourselves in. We'll take that a lot more seriously. Oh, my car's certified. I have—I've never missed the oil change. I've never missed this. I've never missed that. And you ask them about themselves, and they can't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. When was the last time? You, when was the last time you went to the doctor? I don't know. You are your biggest investment. Without your help, you have nothing. That's it. Without your help, you need your health. Uh, for your family. You need your health to do what you were created to do. You need Your health is so important. It's really important. And, Brian, you know how we, we talk all the time, and I say all the time, I say what my grandfather said. I've never seen a person in the hospital asking or questioning how much money they have in the bank. They're not looking for the keys to a Mercedes or Bentley. All they want is to get better and get out of there.
1: And get out of there, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they want to get out of there. So, again, Brian, this is something that you could do. I don't care. If you don't know what you're doing, start anyway. Get moving. Even if it's just one person or two people, if you go from house to house, be committed to serving others. And I guarantee you it is. it, it becomes a habit. It's, it becomes a uh, an addictive force that you can 't stop you 're always looking forward to helping other people and it 's a beautiful thing when you do that, you feel better. I guarantee you you feel better you 're getting exercise because brian God knows this country in this country in all countries everybody needs health they need uh, you know they need some type of uh, exercise or something. By doing this, you can. You can have the fundraisers. You can walk, march, whatever you need to do. You can put this together. If you start on it, somebody else, the helpers will come. They're already in place. They're just waiting on you to start it. Once you start it, that is a great sign of a leader, Brian. If you just get out there and start it, people will fall into place. It's okay if you don't know your next step. Don't worry about that. Just start. Absolutely. You know, know,
1: and... and it's funny you say that. One of the other, uh, and, and I'm looking at some of the risk factors. Being overweight or obese, especially after menopause. Lack of physical activity and here is the one that's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. Drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. The study suggests the more alcohol a woman drinks, the greater her risk of breast cancer.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there are other possible risk factors under study. <laughs> so, see, there are a lot of risk factors that people take for granted.
0: And, Brian, yeah. those collard greens you eat, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're really going to make some people mad now. You, when you're sitting under that table, Brian, and you eat eating those greens or whatever it is that you're eating, uh, you can't. You, you need to eat in moderation. You, you don't need to eat that stuff all the time to get full, full, full. You, you know, it's okay to eat fruit. It's okay to uh, eat a little bit of this and not so much of that because your health is so important and you're getting older. You need to change the times that you eat. There's so many people eat real late at night and they wonder, why can't I uh, lose any weight? Well, you're eating too late and your metabolism slows down at night anyway. So you're basically sitting and sleeping on the food that is just going to sit there and you're not burning it off at all. And the cholesterol levels, oh my goodness, but I'll let you deal with that. I'll let you I let you talk about that. <laughs> so that cholesterol thing, that that is a solid killer in itself.
1: Oh absolutely, absolutely. You know, the the thing that most people don't realize is that you are what you eat.
0: That's right.
1: You are what you eat. And you know, the heavier you are, you know, for especially in case of women, well actually in men as well the heavier you are the most the more breast tissue you have and typically the heavier you are the more impurities you have in your body because your body has not flushed them out well enough and so the more impurities to have you have the more susceptible you are to disease
0: mm-hmm. you said something Brian that's that's powerful you said you are what you eat and 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 I want to say this and I heard I I love Zig Ziglar and I love listening to Benny Randall and and these great speakers, you know, they have these great sayings. One thing Zig Ziglar said, you are what you allow to come inside of you. Mm. You are what you allow to come inside of you. So we need to be careful. And Brian, uh, on, on those statistics that you were just reading, did it have anything that out there that is saying that the teenage girls are now battling and fighting breast cancer. That's something that we really don't hear a lot of, but I'm sure that it is out there.
1: You know, not on this site. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, that doesn't mean it's not there.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, but the the real thing that we need to really, really focus on is so many of our young girls are eating bad mm-hmm. and they and they have this habit of eating you know what they want when they want how they want you know and we don't need them you know falling into that same type of trap
0: yeah yeah you know, I agree
1: we, we really don't we don't need them falling into that trap because what they'll do is they'll say well I'm eating what I want to eat how I want to eat it, and then later on, when it's time for them to have that breast exam check or whatever, you know, they end up with it, and they're like, well, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, that's why, for the most part, you see a lot of people having it earlier in life because they have had those bad eating habits for so long. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, they have had the, you know, the, the symptoms, and, you know, we haven't even really talked about a lot of the symptoms, but, you know and you know, and, and bear with me because some of this sounds a little graphic, but you'll have a change in how the breast or the nipple feels, a lump or thickening in or near the breast or in the underarm area. You'll have nipple tenderness. You'll have a change in how the breast or nipple looks, change in the size or the shape of the breast. The nipple turned inward into the breast. The skin of the breast or the areola or nipple may be scaly, red, or swollen. It may have ridges or pitting. So that it looks like the skin of an orange, and also you may have a discharge coming from the nipple.
0: Mm.
1: You know, so you have a lot of different issues that are you know related to it. But if you have some of those simples, simp- simples
0: symptoms, symptoms,
1: mm-hmm. go to the doctor.
0: <laughs> That's true, Brian. You know, when we were growing up, I, I know a lot of men. They, we all had to go through it. Do you re- do you remember when your breast was sore, In your chest area that they were sore when you were growing up? I guess it's coming through puberty or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you do you remember that? Did did that ever happen for you?
1: Yeah, that happened to me.
0: Yeah, that is a that that's a scary situation. I I because when you go, you're like, wait a minute, what in the world is going on? And nobody really told us that this was going to happen. So when it happens, it is a scary thing. And the first thing that you think, oh, my goodness, I have cancer. I'm a man. I'm a boy. Why am I having, why is my chest sore? Did anybody tell you, Brian, okay, Brian, when you get a certain age, you're going to have to deal with this. You're going to have to deal with your your chest and your, your, your nipple area being really, really sensitive and sore. Did anybody ever explain why that happens?
1: i guess they figured they didn't have to you know but the reality behind it was that when we needed people to discuss that type of stuff they were usually you know not ready to talk about it you know they were like wait a minute i gotta do what I gotta talk to you about what no 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 get your mama to talk about that and, and know, most mothers are like, I can't talk to my son about that, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, Brian, and that's where the seminars and workshops w- would fit right in. That's where it would fit in. I think that a lot of churches need to do it. I think that on the job they need to have it more often. I think that there should be sessions where you sit and you talk about these types of things. And wherever there's people, there should be information that can arm them to help them deal with this issue so that they'll know that they're not alone, that they do have help. And I said again, Brian, in grocery stores, you have more alcohol ads, there's more alcohol, there's more things telling you about alcohol. And Brian, goodness gracious, there is this entire section in just about every store telling you and giving you the opportunity to play the lotto.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: But there's nothing out there to teach you or to give you information to play and have a better life. Because yeah. there's no money in that for them. There's no money in in teaching you how to survive cancer. There's no money in that for them. And it's so sad. And, Brian, again, that's where we come in. That's where, when, when we take this thing by the root and just run with it and say, okay, This is what it is. Let's deal with it. Let's fight. Let's arm the people. Let's let the people know that they have choices. And, Brian, that word, there's that word again, choices. Mm
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's your your favorite word, choices.
1: That's it. (laughs) Choices we make. You know, I want to get into some more of the information about breast cancer. You know, uh, we talked about how you've been, you know, some of the symptoms. Let's talk a little bit about the diagnosis. You know, some of the way that they diagnose uh, whether you have breast cancer or not, you go through a clinical breast exam where your healthcare care provider will feel for, you know, feel each breast for lumps and looks for all types of other problems. You know, um, also they do a, what's called a diagnostic mammogram where they X-ray the pictures, you know, take X-ray pictures of the breast, and that gives them more clear details of areas that look abnormal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also do an ultrasound, which is not much different than when they ultrasound for a ch- uh, baby, like when a woman's pregnant. And so they do that as well. Uh, they do MRIs, which is magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, they also do a biopsy, mm. and that's where they take a uh, uh, either the fluid or tissue from the breast and they test it. Mm. You know, so there's different ways that they do it. Sometimes they'll do what's called a fine needle aspiration when they do the biopsy. That's where they just take a little itty-bitty needle, stick it in there, and pull some fluid out. Mm. Wow. And then uh, they have what's called a core biopsy where they use a thick needle to actually get a piece of the breast tissue, which is like what's also called a needle biopsy. And then also they have what's called surgical biopsy where they have where they perform a surgery where they take an incision and where they take a sample of a lump or they take the entire lump.
0: Mm.
1: And so those are some of the the way that they diagnose it. You know, some of the additional tests, they do what's called a hormone receptor test where they test to see if the tissue has certain hormonal receptors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and also, they have one that's it's uh, test for a protein called the human epidermal growth factor receptor. Having too much of these proteins, or too many copies of the gene in your tissue, may increase the chance that breast cancer will come back after treatment. You know, so those are different things that happen. You know, how, you also have, uh, excuse me, different stages of breast cancer. Uh, and those go from stage 0 to stage 1, stage 2, stage 3, and you have uh, stage 3A and 3B and 3C, and then you have a stage 4. And if stage 4 is the most, you know, that's the that's the worst one. I mean, of course, by number, but that's what's called a distant, met- I want to say this right, metastatic cancer. Mm-hmm and that means that the cancer metastasized or means it's spread throughout the bo- other parts of the body.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, i tell you what, Brian, it, it's a lot of information out there, and uh, we just need to, again, we just need to be committed to arm our people um, and, and spread the word to all the pastors that are listening and the employers or whoever's listening. Just make sure that your staff or your your, your Members are well-informed. If you host a television show or a blog talk show, radio show, or whatever it is that you have that you can get in contact with people, get this information out. I don't care if you just have to print out, go to a website and print the information out. The next time you go to a grocery store, just hand it, just get this information out. I, 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 you're not trying to sell anything. You're just trying to help someone live a better life and to fight this this thing that they're fighting with.
1: Absolutely, you know, and, you know, something we didn't talk about is the promise of breast cancer research. You know, yeah. they have uh, a lot of research that they're doing on prevention and they're, you know, they're looking for drugs that may prevent breast cancer, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like a breast cancer vaccine or so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also looking on, looking for different ways to detect it and diagnose it and also to treat it in its various stages. You know, so there's a lot of information out there. You go to those websites we posted earlier in the chat room. And for those who haven't seen them, it's cancercare.org, cancer.gov, and networkofstrength.org. You know, so we we posted a couple shows, I mean, a couple of links out there for you, as well as the number, and that number is 1-800-221-2141. And we want you all to definitely go out there and check those websites out. If you need to call that number to get more information, please do so. Because we want you all informed. We want people to know what's going on. Because this is something that you definitely need to know. You don't need to know if the next teen pop divas dating, you know, whoever who's the big time, you know, dreamboat. You don't need to know that. Something you might want to know, you don't need to know that. You need to know about breast health. You need to know about breast cancer prevention. You need to teach others and tell others about it. It's something that's just so important because we don't need another person to die from this disease. The thing about it, if caught in early stages, it is almost 100% treatable, you know, the whole point of it is that we need we need to be catching this thing way before now way before stage 2 stage 3 stage 4 you know it needs to be something that we don't have to worry about anymore you know if we could find a vaccine it would be much you know it wouldn't be much different from the vaccines we have for chickenpox or the flu or so forth you know those those are the I believe are the goals because we have far too many people dying from this disease.
0: Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. And Brian if you just notice the election, I, I still want to talk about how we can we can get out the information that we want to get out. Look at the election. I bet you can't even imagine how much money uh was raised to support this camp you know, the particulars uh people uh, bid for the White House. There's a there's a lot of money raised, and you can't tell me we cannot all get together as a country, in any country, all countries I would think would need, you know, want to do something like this, hold some type of annual event on television. I know that there's a lot of things that's going on, but I'm talking about all at one time, so all the money can be raised, because like you said, Brian, this is a beautiful thing. You can beat it. We just need to uh, be smarter on how we do these things. And I'll say this, there's never a shortage of money, but there is a shortage of ideas. And we can have all the ideas that we want, but if we don't put those ideas into action, they'll just be an idea and that's it. Action speaks much louder than words. You can tell someone, oh, well, you look great today. Well, that's fine. You can tell them that, but what else can you do? There's a lot more that you can do. We really need to reach out to people, and we really need to just do the best that we can, and we should. It should be an easy thing to say, okay, yes, I'll help. I'll help. When this country, and I I can only talk about this country because this is the only country that I've lived in, and and I I believe that it's the best country in the world. But Brian, we are falling to the wayside, and we're falling short when it comes out to reaching and teaching our people about living healthy lives, healthier lives, and and doing the great things that they were created to do and and to be. Your mother is a great example of beating this disease because she didn't accept it, right? And I've heard a lot of people say, wise people or older people say you know if you don't accept it it can't harm you but if you wait too long and it gets too far out there then you know that's that's sad but Brian, i i want to thank all the people that listen in and we just we just so thankful we want you to share this information and get it out get it out this is uh breast cancer month do the best that you can with that being said Have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. God bless.